0: Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Welcome, welcome. We're back. It's playoff time. The Jazz are one and one now, and we got lots to talk about. Tyson? We love playoff season, baby. Let's go. Um, we could just call this a short episode and say... Go listen to our last year's episode against the Clippers. Oh, boy, don't do And then don't, don't do it. we can end it right here. Don't Is do that, Don't do it. No. Is that no. where we can go?
1: No. You know, this morning I had a few people at my desk. They said, what happened to the Jazz last night? And I said, well, it all started a year ago when the Utah Jazz <laughs> were 3-0 and against the Los Angeles Clippers. That's where this <laughs> story begins, and that's right where we are today. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into the, the similarities and... The adjustments that have and haven't taken place but uh yeah game one game two are in the books for the first round of 2022 let's talk about game one before
0: we dive into yeah, two absolutely um, two is where most of the talking points will be um an okay game we had we had a good good finish to a game which we haven't done in a long time we had the lead late they kind of chipped away and i think they ended up tying it in the fourth and then we kind of pulled ahead and won by six so the consensus
1: I'm hearing from fans as I talk to them are, oh, man, the Jazz are up by 20. That's not a good sign. <laughs> uh, or, oh, the Jazz are only up by four. Also not a good sign. So I'm kind of sensing there's like a kind of like a sweet spot, if you will. The Jazz are up by between seven to nine points, maybe six. Um, in that area there where we still feel like um, we still have to fight we, we and then we don't get, it's not too close of a game where we get in our heads and we lose and we're not too far ahead where we start to get sloppy and relax yeah. and the other team has enough drive to fight up there and, and take the lead so uh it's kind of funny the this the the attitude when people are like oh I looked and the Giants were down by 20 and I freaked out it's like <laughs> it's like yeah yeah I I know what you're talking about like who gets mad when their team's up by 20 points it's happened you too many jazz. times
0: yeah it's happened too many times already so we're 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 getting used to it, and that's not a good thing. Um, but we did finish strong. We about gave it away at the end. If you remember, we had trouble not fouling them, and they shot double-digit free throws in the fourth. They ended up with 30-something free throws for the game, and that was a big part of it. We couldn't defend without fouling. Right. Donovan
1: did take some clutch foul shots at the end yep. of game one. Uh, you got to credit him for that. So uh, he did well under pressure on the line, which is a a thing that Quinn and the team should note, right? So if we need those points and if there's a lot of pressure on it, he's a good ball handler to have the ball when they force that
0: foul on close games with the short clock. Uh, Donovan had 32, 6, and 6. Probably a, a really good game for him. Incredible. Did you, know, did you see the the little graphic they put up of the leading playoff scorers of all time? Average points per game in the playoffs, all time. Okay. Donovan's fifth. Wow. It's crazy what really? he's done at such a young age, and it it's because he was doing so well early that he was able to do that. I mean, you have Michael Jordan on there. You have LeBron on there, Kevin Durant, Allen Iverson, and Donovan. Mitchell. And, Donovan. and to think
1: that he didn't even score. I think he got one basket the whole first half yep. of the Two first points.
0: game. Two points,
1: right? And I don't know if you watched – he, like, did this deep breathing exercise afterwards. Like, After oops, he scored so. his, like, yeah. first basket. <laughs> yeah, he's yep. like, okay, I can score. It's okay. <laughs> like, um, good for him. Whatever mindset or tricks you've got to do, let's just keep doing them. So right. w- were you happy with game one? I mean, I mean we, uh, they didn't have a Luka. H- how did that
0: affect game one? At the end of the day, a win's a win in the playoffs, and that's really all that matters. I don't really care about the margin. Um and a win's a win, but we did. Um, we we had a couple of their guys score twenty. Jalen Brunson has been tough to stop crazy, for us. Crazy, who's kind of Luca's backup? He's he's getting a lot of Luka's minutes.
1: Okay, so who guards Brunswick?
0: Well, well, game two we had four different guys guarding him, and he still ended up with forty. Okay, so he he was he's been tough to guard, and that's that's disappointing. But game one, we end up winning. Bogey played well. He scored the ball well. Rudy took one shot. He shot a lot of free throws. but for game, he t- for game one. In game one. Right, right. What's your thoughts? Is that concerning? We've talked about this many times about his touches. Um,
1: it, it is. I mean, there was a correction made in game two. I mean, straight away, first, first few possessions, Donovan lobs an alley-oop to Gobert, which is a great connection to have. We hope to see more of that. It's definitely a concern, but I kind of like having it in the back pocket a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like uh, not making them, not having that be our number one strategy, but also having the ability to do it when
0: the threes aren't falling. Yeah. If you'd asked me after game one, I, I feel like my attitude's changed a little bit. Um, from get go bear the ball more, he can't have one shot attempt in a game. Okay. To... He's when we were trying to give him the ball in game two, he struggled. He went two for five or something like that. He had four turnovers for a big guy that's that doesn't get the ball much. That's right. way too many. That's a high margin. Yeah. So I, I kind of get it, you know. In the back of our guys' minds, are they saying, are they thinking, you know what? He turned it over the last two times I've thrown to him. He missed two layups. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my shot this time, you know. Right. It's got to be going through their heads. And and maybe it's not. Oh, Gobert gave it up
1: that time. Maybe it's. The Dallas defender is just all over that. I can't get into yep. I can't get into Gobert right now because that guy's all over him. So not so much. I I don't want. I'm trying to keep Gobert in the clear <laughs> here, obviously. But they they were collapsing on him in Game One, hard out. Yeah, two or three guys, and they did the same thing here. And I think the point was to to go up and get him on the line because he's been shooting pretty decent from the foul line in the postseason. And I think that that was the game was to get him on the line and get some points that way. Uh, but that the whistle wasn't blowing for him. He just ended up fumbling the ball more than yeah. often.
0: Yeah. And I saw it too. It seemed like we were was it were we thinking too much about it because we got him the ball a lot on the free throw line, like on the pick and roll. We threw it to him early a few times, and he where he's got fifteen feet from the rim. They're not going to foul him out there. No, but he's also not good enough to to be able to attack the rim off the dribble. You know, exactly. so I think that was. Another issue is he wasn't catching was under the rim right. for them to foul him, right? Like they were in game one. Right. If if he has to bring the ball down,
1: at all below his below his chest, I mean the the the, the likelihood of a turnover just just goes up cra- yeah. crazy. It's, he just needs to have the ball, keep it up, and if he can't do that, then he's got the wrong position.
0: Sounds like we're getting into game two. Let's let's, Sorry. let's just know this is good. Let's let's right. get after okay. it.
1: But hey, happy to have game one. Yep. We always say as the away team, the goal is to get one of those games at home, and we did that. So let's not be too hard on the Jazz for giving up game two. <laughs> okay. So why don't you say that
0: again? Let's not be too hard on the Jazz. I'm not. I'm not I need upset. to hear it too. I need to uh, hear. It. I'm
1: not upset. I'm not upset with the Jazz fan- players at all. There's what, one wait, wait, What? On, oh, what? <laughs> What'd you say? There's one guy over on the bench that I'm super. <laughs> up,
0: Say it how it is.
1: <laughs> Preach to us, Tice. <laughs> oh, boy. Game two. So we lost game two in Dallas. It was a fun game, though. It was close. Lots of changing. We had leaders. the lead most of the game. Yeah. It was still fun, though. Yeah. I, um, mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Let's, uh,
0: a couple of things let's talk. I wrote down. Let's talk. Let's talk about this. Um. It. Towards the end of the game, late game seemed identical to... Parents' man of the Clippers last year. I
1: I could not agree with you
0: anymore. It's a hundred percent the same. Okay, so we'll get we'll get to that because that was late in the game. Um, it's I am surprised by the score being so low with how poor our defense was. Final score was one ten to one hundred four. And if I am just watching our defense, I'd have thought it was much higher than that because I did not think we played well. We we gave up how many threes? Twenty two threes. They hit 22 threes. That's makes. We we gave a, we gave allowed 47 to be shot. Which is unusual. Crazy. But 17 of those 22 made threes were uncontested. Right. Uncontested threes. I mean, guys, how often are guys warming up? Every game for hours, practice, every day shooting. That's what they were doing out there. Uncontested threes to me means that's a practice shot. And if I'm at home where the crowd's behind me, you're making half You're, those. you're making those, yeah. yeah, yeah half yeah, or yeah. more. Uh, Kleber went eight for 11 from three. And that
1: uncontested 17-3 is a, a new record in the NBA for postseason. Yeah. Never been happened before because teams guard the three-point in the postseason, but we are not. Okay, so is that – where does the fault come uh, on allowing that to
0: happen? Okay, do you want to get into the late game?
1: The fourth quarter?
0: Yeah. We're there. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> – the first issue comes from us not being able to guard the ball. Okay. Okay. We cannot st- we didn't stay in front of our defender and what what happens usually when we do that? Rudy steps up. Rudy has to help. Right? Him. Which right. is obviously a game plan, which is obviously what we do and kind of rely on. Rudy steps over, they kick out to Rudy's guy in the 3, they just spread everybody out and right. they knock down wide open threes in the corner.
1: Right. Which is exactly what the Clippers did
0: last year to us. It's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. So there's, there's a few issues there. The, the, the first and foremost is Donovan, Royce, Bogey cannot guard on the perimeter and stay in front of people. Okay.
1: So they got to be faster on their feet or they have to have a better I, option.
0: I don't know. Or, or just, like, commit more and be more intense and, and buy into the defensive end. Right. I think it's more of a mental thing than our guys aren't quick enough. Right. Interesting. Um. So, being that uh,
1: the Clippers were down with us last year in this similar position, three and three and zero, the Jazz were up. Now the Mavericks are down one. It only took Jason Kidd one game to watch the footage from last year to see that this is the way to break down our defense and get that open shot. Why is Quinn sticking to the playbook instead of what Charles Barkley said today? He needs to play the game that he's in right now, not what's in the playbook. This is, why, is, why is Quinn so stuck to this system, as he calls it, rather than the actual game that's being played
0: on the court right now? Why not
1: make those adjustments?
0: I think he's way out of his comfort zone, to be honest. So the thing that I do like is, like you said, it took them three games, took till game five last year for the Clippers to figure it out, right? Which only gave us two or three games to figure out their adjustment. As of right. now, we've seen their adjustment. We've seen they're doing what we've done before. And Quinn has more games to develop an alternative or, or defensive scheme. So that's my the optimism side of me saying, okay, we're only two games in instead of five games in. You, you have time, and you have the ability to make a change or do something. But we
1: different. only needed one bloody win last year, Jackson. I mean, we're still asking for three more out of Quinn. Can he outsmart Jason Kidd? I mean, the guy spills cups of water on the court on purpose. <laughs> I mean, he's a crook. He'll do whatever he's got to do to win the game. Is Quinn going to dig deep enough and think outside of his box enough to win on the court? That's that's my biggest concern. I think the Jazz have the talent. You've seen us up by 23 points, 25 points against some of the best teams in the league and lose a
0: game. So we have the skill. Do we have the leadership on the coaching staff? I think we're going to find out because I think if it doesn't happen, I think we'll have a new coach next year. You heard it right here first. <laughs> no,
1: <J-R-O-N-T>! no. <laughs> thank you that's it that's it that's it Uh,
0: um do you think he will like we've seen in the past that he doesn't make changes very often who's the guy that the jazz brought over from the celtics
1: uh danny Ainge. does he have any uh, influence on the court in these situations not
0: during the game no okay maybe i'm sure they talk but right now today could they be sitting down and possibly
1: So I don't know if, if Quinn listens to our podcast, I mean, I love Quinn. We know that your wife's due to have a baby. It's probably going to be named Quinn. I don't know. I'm
0: glad you said (laughs) named Quinn and not from Quinn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll know. Well, I don't know. Anyway, we'll leave that one on the table, but, um, okay. So I think what we want is we love Quinn. I have no issues with Quinn, but he just has to be able to be a little more flexible and read what's happening, and adjust. Because I think that's what makes coaches good, is being able to... There was one point in the game, game two, where the coaches were out on, this top, out on the court having a little huddle, and Donovan came out, and he gave him his opinion. And Donovan's young, I get that. But he's also on the court, and he's not as stubborn to the process as Quinn is. So it's all about taking everything in and making the best of it.
0: I, I just hope something changes. Me too. I think not only the 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 defensive scheme or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I think his rotations have been poor, especially game two. Um, I'm going to pull up minutes right here. First of all, Gobert. Well, I, I look at Dallas, and they've got four guys with 40-plus minutes. Reggie Bullock played 45 minutes. Incredible. I mean, in the playoffs, you play more. You play your best guys as much as you can. Right, right. There's no reason Rudy should have... Less than forty minutes. He had thirty seven the other night. Right. Um unless unless it's to pull him out to do a, a
1: small like that's your team is you're running a smalls instead of having him guard at all. But
0: you look at it and it matches up exactly Whiteside and Gobert. When Gobert's out, Whiteside's I in see, I see, at all times. So so that wasn't the case. So let me
1: ask you this: If you had to have Gobert or Whiteside running out to guard that three-pointer on the corner, who would you rather?
0: I'd keep Gobert. Okay. I think he's a little quicker on his feet. Um, but but again, that wasn't the issue. Okay. Right. Um, I look at Royce, and we talked about how House has probably outplayed Royce in the in the last ten games of the season. Correct. Right. right. We both agreed on that. And House, Clarkson, and Mike Conley are both getting are all three getting barely over twenty minutes. Less than half the game. Okay. And okay. Royce is playing 37. I don't agree with that. Okay. So I, I think rotations are not good at this time. We we saw late in the season Quinn kind of started letting guys finish the game if they were rolling. Clarkson finished games. House finished games. Hernan Gomez finished games. That was great too. But I, I haven't seen it the last two games. It's He's okay. back to those starters right. and saying He's nope. Staying in the
1: comfort zone. Talking about rotations, if you take – the starters and the bench, and you're looking at them. If you look at this on your stat sheet here, look at the plus and minus of our starters: negative sixteen, negative nineteen, negative ten, negative seven. Mike Conley, by the way, did not score a single point the entire game of twenty-two minutes of play. Now let's move to our bench: positive fourteen, positive seventeen, positive four, and plus one. So, I don't know what does that say when you look at the at the Mavericks, their starters. Plus 12, plus 13, plus 6, plus 6, plus 15, and then they have their negatives on their bench. When you look at a roster like this as a coach, I mean, what does that mean when all of your bench are your pluses and all of your starters are your negatives? There's a rotation
0: issue, right? I agree. The lineup is not working. I agree. Get some of those guys filtering in with the starters, and maybe you'll see the starters plus and minuses go up. Plus and minus is a weird stat. Um, I don't love it because it doesn't always explain stuff, but... When it's this cut and dry, yeah, it means right. something. This you is know? the first
1: time that it's made sense to me. Where I'm like, uh, <laughs> like sometimes I look at a game and be like, oh, he's a plus twenty. He was a negative four. I'm looking at the roster here, saying our entire starting lineup, when they work together, are a negative. Okay, so on our and our bench is just dialed right in. Clarkson and Whiteside, I, I are just so underutilized, um, and I and i and i realized that white side or sorry i'm talking house junior not whiteside
0: house junior good I'm, gl- Clark- I'm glad you corrected that so, i was about yeah. to say something
1: house junior and clarkson are underutilized and and i know that they're the bench and we have to have some points and somebody who can lead us when when the starters are off the court stuff that don't ever let the bench on just make the best team on the court all the time and play them the whole freaking 48 minutes i don't care I don't care what position or what number's on their jersey. I want the best players on the court as much as I can. That's all there needs to be about it. It doesn't matter how much they're getting paid, how long they've been there, 14 years or 14 months. Get the best team out of your roster on the court with the most minutes, and that's how you're going to win a game. Luka's gone off the Mavericks. Okay, so guess what they do? They put the best players they can and give them all the minutes in the game, and they pull it off. The Jazz have to take a chapter out of that book. And play the best cards they have in their hand, or they're gonna lose it.
0: I'm I'm with you, Amen. That was a lot of passion. That was that I'm was sweating good. Sweating over here. That was good. <laughs> so we have a rotation issue. Speaking of rotation issues on the floor, we we gotta have guys covering that corner, and I think a lot falls on. I don't know if it falls on Bogdanovich or the coach, but he was in a situation yesterday where he was the one supposedly supposed to rotate to Rudy's guy in the corner. That Go, was, uh, bogey was? Bogey. I give the okay. guy – it was his birthday. Give the guy a birthday. I mean, he <laughs> okay. does he
1: have to do everything on his birthday.
0: <laughs> this guy doesn't even care. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, no, but he it's, – it's one of two things. Either he has not grown and learned the system in three years, which I find hard to believe. Maybe he is a little out there sometimes, but – He looked like he didn't know his job, and I feel like that's another one on coach. If he hasn't specifically made Bogey aware of that is your job and nothing else to rotate to that corner guy, then something's wrong. There's there's something off there because he was halfway between guys at times. He stayed with his guy until it was too late to rotate. I think if Rudy leaves his guy to go take the ball, there should be a guy on Rudy's guy. You don't wait for that pass to happen. It's okay. got to happen earlier because then we can scramble and we're good at that. But that first pass out, they can't be just getting shots first pass out.
1: Right. Right. That's, that's what you say about being more intense and buying into the defense early on, what you mentioned earlier. It's like, you have to be committed. And if you're hoping that they're just going to fall into our defensive position, that's not ever going to happen. You have to be thinking ahead, try to prevent that shot and that second pass. So that's interesting. Okay. So, um, another two, two more. I, I have another thing. I want to hear your thing, Rudy. Rudy Gay, yet to play, yet to play a minute in the postseason. Now, part of the reason that we brought him on the team, veteran experience, right? Okay, he was a player that could take us into the postseason and be a clutch player and not let the postseason atmosphere affect his game or psych him out in any way. Just some old. Og, turn around, bang shots. But why is Quinn not playing him?
0: Quinn, anyone?
1: No, no. You have to answer. Quinn's not here. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you have to answer for him.
0: It, obviously, we've talked about in the playoffs, you play your best guys, and maybe he's that next tier where he's not a part of that rotation anymore because now there's very more very more much more limited minutes because you're playing your guys right, heavy right. that could be it but I still I, I think one of the reasons we got gay was to be able to go small or at least try it and put him at the center
1: right and see that when they're doing that what they're when they're pulling the clippers corner shot on us I'm wondering why we're not doing exactly what you're saying put Put Gay in the middle and to have a small
0: team out there. Yeah, and just scramble mode, and everyone's right. guarding everybody, right. and we're all fast. We're all can guard, um, and you can give Pascal two minutes in there to hustle, hustle, hustle. He's right. fast
1: for a big guy. He's intimidating. Right. If you see him coming, you ain't you ain't jumping into him. I mean, you got to have a clear shot of your passing the ball. Just just for a minute, you know, make him
0: scramble, make him tired. Yeah, so I get why he's not getting time, but at the same point. Why doesn't he get in some of Whiteside's minutes? We're not getting a whole lot out of Whiteside. That's what I'm wondering. Why isn't he getting some of the O'Neal minutes? Or even some of the Bogey minutes. Bogey struggled down the end. Right. Defensively especially. Right. And if you see that, maybe you make that
1: swap. But that's again, that's a thing where there's no adjustments taking place. Are you happy with, I mean, Whiteside played uh 11 minutes, 2 points.
0: He was a plus for two blocks, which is great. And seven rebounds. Seven rebounds. I mean, he didn't play bad, but I just don't see much fire ever. Right, right, right. Or rarely. And I think that's what we're lacking right now.
1: Okay. So, if you could change the lineup, would you leave it how it is?
0: The starting lineup?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I are you just adjusting minutes for I, players?
0: I'm kind of been off the the Royce train for the last month or two. Okay, so it, it's kind of bad because all I do is watch him and find things to validate my opinion that he right. screws up on. So confirmation bias. Exactly. Folks, look that up. I'd get rid of Royce and put House in there, but but it's more the the distribution of minutes to me. Okay, I want to see I want, next game. I want to see Gobert in the 40s. Game one, he had 35 minutes. Game two, he had 37. Um and then I want to see a lot of Royce's minutes dispersed to to more of House and Clarkson. Clarkson right. can't play twenty minutes a game when he's that good and it puts that much pressure on their defense. In he's my a, mind, he's impossible to guard. I mean, he he doesn't know what
1: he's doing. And so this is the thing when we were watching. I had I had a, a house full of Dallas fans watching Game Two, so it was a it was a stinger. Were they here for Game One at least? No, or no, no oh, that yeah no, they knew. I'm sorry, they came just for thanks. Uh, okay, so. They were talking about we had two, two possessions, one where Mitchell went in and was blocked and kind of fumbled the ball out of bounds, and one where Clarkson went and, and made the layup. And it was kind of clear, we, we kind of had this discussion, Mitchell pulls a Quinn almost. He's fully committed to, to that move and that line and that shot. He doesn't adjust. And Clarkson... He's like water dripping down a face, a <laughs> rock face. He's just like, oh, that's good, that's good. You're taking that bite. I'll move this way, left. Oh, no, right looks good. I'm going right, left, left, left. No, I am going left. No, not, spin right, Bat, bat, bucket. Like, I don't know. I feel like Clarkson will do, he'll do whatever he can and find something and then go. He's not predetermined in any way. He's like, oh, I'm going to score. I don't know how yet, but I got the ball, so what's going to happen. <laughs> Mitchell's like. I'm running full speed right there. It's easier for the defense to read Mitchell's drive.
0: That's all I'm going to be thinking about whenever Clarkson's dribbling the ball now. Your voice on maybe like what? like a Chihuahua. <laughs> just I'm, <laughs> I'm going here. What What's going on? <laughs>
1: That's what I'm going to think of now. Yeah, we'll make a, it's good stuff. a video of that. Okay, are you worried about round one against Dallas coming back into Salt Lake City Thursday night,
0: folks? No. Okay. I think we're going to come back. I'm trusting Quinn. That after three years, he, he can do something and he can change something up um, and get our guys going in the playoffs. I'm not worried. I think it's going to be interesting if Luca comes back. That's, that was my next question. And it'll change the whole dynamic of the games. And honestly, maybe in our favor because they're known as a defensive team without Luca. And that kind of goes away. And we're able to score back to our average, which is a lot more than 104 points. So. That could benefit us. Um, but you also have a top five player in the league on the other end. So you see in the jazz taking round one. I'm still on it,
1: baby. Okay. We're still here. Okay. Are you in five games or six?
0: When game six is at home, right? Yeah. Let's close it in six. Closing it in six. Okay. Yep.
1: So the Mavs are gonna sneak one away when we get back. Does that prediction change
0: if Luca comes back, in your opinion? No. No, it's the exact same. No. Okay. If Luca comes back, you don't get what you got out of Brunson. Oh uh, no! I mean, which by the way, can we can we talk about him? Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's been unreal. And the Jazz are pretty good at at giving guys career highs. Yeah, he had the the pineapple cornrow hair, right? The pineapple. Yeah, like
1: the little squares. Those L- yeah. things in the middle. Yeah, that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Utah, folks uh he he's a good player he is. i liked him he's very athletic and he fired up his team he
0: was a momentum changer yeah. for
1: the for the dallas
0: and he's strong yes he if you're if you're a young kid listening i don't know our, our demographics at all but and you watch him you can't tell me that that strength and being strong and physical doesn't matter because that's really all he has going he's six one, six 6 foot maybe and he, he freaking killed us just because he was strong and he got to where he wanted. Yeah. And then he made plays. So
1: forty one points. That's his regular season high, his postseason high, his career high ever. Well, he had a career high in game one, too. With forty points. Did he have forty? Yeah, forty points was I think, right? Where are we looking?
0: No, he had twenty four. He had a he had a playoff career high in game one. Okay. And then he had another one in game two. Okay. So,
1: okay. so we've given him two two highs. Okay. I mean, you got to give it to him. He played well. But uh, I still think with or without Luca, the Jazz are able to finish this season or this, this round with a W. I think
0: we take it. I like to hear that. I like it a lot. Tyson and I are going to be at the game on Thursday. If you're listening and you're going, hit us up. We'd love to meet you guys come say hi to us. We'll get a we'll get a Fars Ice Cream at halftime. At oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, guaranteed. make sure you get loud at home. We need these two home wins. Yes. So, any it, Jazz
1: game with us there is even
0: crazier than normal. So, it's going There be good. I mean, there's clothing coming off if Tyson's around. So, you are going to want to check be it out. getting a Jazz note tattoo.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, every the possibilities are endless.
0: I know. It's going to be great. Jazz are still one to one right now. Don't give up hope. We're going to be fine. You've been listening to Jazz Beats. We appreciate you guys every morning. you. go jazz.